You're now tuned in to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. When your head is in the clouds, there's always something sweet to think about. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Felicia. This is the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. The podcast that discusses too much of nothing, a little bit of everything. Wacky news, history, black history, month, social media, movies, television, culture, and what you're grandma cooked when you were five the cotton candy clouds podcast discusses a smorgasbord of topics with a myriad of theories and perspectives added with my interpretation of it all thank you for choosing this podcast today happy black history month it feels like it's been so long since we've talked february is giving thick i don't know what's going on but I enjoy it because, once again, I love me some black history, so it just gives me more time to delve into it. But, my goodness, I mean, I feel like it's been a minute since we last heard from each other. Book of the Month for the month of February is African Myths and Tales by Dr. Kwado Osi Nayam General. Again, sir, please love you, but I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. You can use code COTTONCANDYFEB for $2 off on Avant-Garde Books. And there will be a link on Twitter and Facebook, of course. Crystal of the Month is Rose Quartz. And Rose Quartz is the love stone, the heart stone. This stone brings compassion, kindness, and inner peace, removing anger and resentment. It also attracts love as well as forgiveness and kindness to both oneself and others incense of the month is rose red rose excuse me a floral fragrant antidepressant that energizes the heart chakra promotes good sleep increases compassion devotion and love there's a lot to talk about for black history month and First of all, I recently learned that every year since its inception, which was, remember it started off with Black History Week in 1928, there's been a theme, y'all. There has been a theme every year since then for Black History Month. Now, I used to have themes for Black History Month. This year, I didn't have a theme at all. I was, it's just kind of hodgepodge. It's like mainly today in Black History. I try to find events that happen actually in the month, within the month. But sometimes it's just a history fact. But, I mean, 1928 was Civilization, a World Achievement. 1965 was Negro History, Freedom's Foundation. 2001 was creating and defining the African-American community, family, church, politics, and culture. I mean, this shit is really legit. And I'm sad because I love a good thing. Who don't? You know, black folks love a theme anyway. That's probably why it was created like that with the theme. Because we love, as a whole, our people love a theme for everything. This year, it is African-American and the arts. 
I'm sad because I could have done something with that. I love art, the arts, art, and I have so many. I've been collecting names of different black artists. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking out loud about it, I might just like, even after Black History Month is over, just post different things as much as I can about the arts. And I just think that's amazing. So some more amazing things, though, about Black History is the fact that Black History Month started to, is international. I mean, I didn't know that, okay? So, of course, it's observed in the United States because it's this is the original place, right? But in the United Kingdom, Black History Month was first celebrated in October of 1987. So, basically, on the anniversary, the 150th anniversary of Caribbean emancipation and the birth of Marcus Garvey, they decided, a Ghanaian analyst decided to coordinate this and the first Black History Month celebration in the UK was held in London on October 1st in 1987 and I thought that was cool and so now I guess that's something that's happening even though I'm gonna be honest with y'all I don't know where you're at listening to this but TikTok has exposed me in particular of, of black people in the UK, particularly England. And I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but they don't know their information. Now, I thought years ago, based off other social media, Twitter, I thought that it was this big thing like, oh, British people of all races and things were taught black history in school. But baby, the stuff they've been saying, black people in particular, within the last few years on TikTok, they ought to be ashamed. I'm going to be honest with you. And I just, I don't understand what it is because it's like, we you never want to be a group of people that has a competition about who went through the worst for how long. But you also never want to pedestalize yourself as a a group that believes that they're not dealing with something that they still are. And they're basically celebrating, oh, well, it's more covert here than it is over there. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, you probably don't know what I'm saying. Okay, so let's move on to Germany. In Berlin, in 1990, members of the Black German community began observing Black History Month. Programs have included discussions of Black Europeans, international African perspectives, the history of civil rights in the USA, and the apartheid in South Africa. That's cool. I don't know if they're still doing that. These are just notes from um, Wikipedia. In Canada, in 1995, after a motion by a politician representing someone they officially recognize February as Black History Month 
in French, moi, de histoire, de noir. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. In 2008, Senator Donald Oliver moved to have the Senate officially recognize Black History Month, which was unanimously approved. Okay, that's cool. Canada defines the festivity as an opportunity to celebrate the achievements and contributions of Black Canadians and their communities who have done so to make Canada a culturally diverse, compassionate, and prosperous country. That's interesting. Republic of Ireland. You know, the Irish are something else, I tell you. Anyway, they, in a good way, by the way, but they, the Ireland's Great Hunger Institute, note that Black History Month Ireland was initiated in Cork in 2010. This location seems particularly appropriate as in the 19th century, the city was leading a center of abolition and the male and female anti-slavery societies welcomed several black abolitionists to lecture there including charles lennox redmond and frederick Douglass. amazing and they have their own black history too so i'm sure it's grown i don't know when this was published but i'm sure it's grown since then okay so in france black history month was organized in 2018 in bordeaux since then there have been celebrations in paris Le Havre, I don't know, Guadeloupe, La Rochelle, and Bayonne. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. In 2022, the month was dedicated to Josephine Baker, a member and dancer. Um, And she was a member of the French resistance during World War II, and she was born in the U.S. It, I've talked about Josephine Baker. I've had some quotes by her. So that's interesting. So they don't I don't know. But anyway, in 2020, Black History Month was celebrated in seven African countries for the first time. Participating countries were Benin, Burkina Faso, Chad, Ivory Coast, Comores, Senegal, and Cameroon. The event was initiated by the organization Africa Mondo, founded by Melina Samore, Seymour. From 2021 onwards, an African History Month was celebrated in March. Okay, come on. So, I just think that's cool that it is a international front at this point. And, and even though it's better late than never, I guess, in some spaces... Some things are happening. People are still learning, and and that's all that we all can ask for, you know. We last year, I think it was either November, or December. We talked about the idioms or the sayings and the phrases, the old wives' tales that just don't make any sense. One of them that I was recently thinking about, and it just so happened that. A friend of mine had made a post about it too. So it was like, okay, I need to at least talk about it or something and bring it up in the atmosphere of the interwebs and things. But one of them is don't shoot the messenger. This one in particular, I remember clear as day being young in Florida, asking my mom, my mom was telling me about that, that quote or whatever, don't shoot the messenger or whatever. 
And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, why would somebody want to shoot the messenger? Because in my head, I'm thinking the messenger is the person delivering the message. If you want to get mad at the message itself, great. But if you, but why would you attack, kill, murder, what have you, the messenger when they're just saying the message? We don't know if that person is, you know, or and this is going through my mind at four, five, whatever. And so I was just like, and and as I've gotten older, because a lot of things that are said when you're young or old quotes, idioms, quips, et cetera, that are said when you're young, as you get older, some of them can resonate. Some of them don't make any more sense. Some of them you're like, wow, this is my life. You know, through the growth, you realize some things about these things or whatever. And but for me, comma, I never still understood the don't shoot the messenger clause because even today, the idea that I'm mad at the person, you know, especially in a society that separates the art from the artist and all this bullshit, which that's another one that's bullshit. But you would think that within that society, people wouldn't be mad at the messenger. They would just be mad at the message or something or whatever and feel a way about that. But I just don't understand because the message is the the real thing there. That's the juice. That's what's going to help me or not help me or what have you. Why would I get mad at the person saying it? Would it? And, you know, a major part of that quote is that someone else is delivering something through another person, like a person being a messenger like a mailman, perhaps, if you will, of this uh, wisdom or whatever. And it's just like, <laughs> why would I be mad at that person? I still don't get it. That could be the tism. But I just don't understand what's so bad about the messenger. Now, again, the message has been many of messages. Where I'm like, this is pinging to my soul or this is horrible. This is a lie, whatever. But that's the message, not the messenger. It's been crazy people to get deliver a message and I need it. And I didn't care that they were the messenger. <laughs> you know, like I just and and I'm thinking about my internalization of it all and with the tism and everything. But just in general, it it's when I'm as an outside person looking in to other people's lives as they're quote unquote attacking or shooting or mad or what have you up to the messenger. I'm like, why though? I still don't get it. It just doesn't make logical sense. I mean, you can feel a way, but my goodness, it's about that message. Fuck the messenger. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? People, we've got to mature as we pass through life. I don't know the demographics of people who listen to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. I don't know your ages. But what I will say is that I'm a big person on as you get older, there's got to be some kind of self-introspection, some reflection, some something where (laughs) these things are starting to resonate with you and sit inside of you and you're getting better or at least thinking better. And I don't understand how people, as they get older, they get more set in their ways. I'm a Torian. I'm headstrong and I dig my heels 
metaphorically in the ground, but even still, my goodness, you got to, something got to move you or something. You know what I'm saying? Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot him, Lord. And you shouldn't even be thinking about shooting him is what I'm ultimately trying to tell y'all today. I don't have an Android, so I don't know if this is something that is occurring on Android phones or whatever. But with the iPhone, when it comes to deleting things off of your phone, it seems like they've gone through an extra step to not necessarily confuse you, but to make sure that it's like, (laughs) do you want to delete this for real, for real? Like, are you sure you want to? Like, it's like you got to go through multiple different steps or something and it's tedious when you think about it of course because it's like okay just you know make sure you want to delete it and I understand the concept of wanting to delete something and then but it may be an accident that you you press I've done that multiple of times and I really should talk on it because anyway But for the sake of talking about this, I just think that's so bizarre. I don't know if any other iPhone users who listen to the podcast have noticed that. I'm a deleter. That's what I do. I delete. And so I guess it's something that I've noticed more than the average person. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure other people have noticed it. But yeah. Have y'all noticed that? Because I'm not understanding and. It's kind of irritating. Of course, I'm a delete. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, why have they made these extra steps to delete? It can't just be because people are accidentally deleting things. I mean, if you do a quick Google search, I'm sure there's a way you can recover some things. So that can't be it, you know. But ultimately, it's just I've noticed they've increased the way the the they've added more steps to you deleting something messages um photos like you have and then you have to go like once you delete something and now this is I understand this this is in across all technological devices once you delete something it basically goes to a folder and then from there you'd have to delete the things out of that folder usually it takes you know 30 to 90 days or however, 60, whatever they have. And then if you just let it sit during those days, it'll just slowly dissolve or whatever after those days. But then it's like, why is it like that? Like, I don't know, you know, and like I said, I understand the aspect of someone accidentally deleting things, but I just think that I, there's not that much accidental deletions going on in society so why is it that y'all just don't want me to delete something like I'm done I want to delete it don't ask me four times I'm good (laughs) delete it off my phone or what have you it's crazy you know and it's like (laughs) I don't understand and I know this is like a uh such a not illegitimate but like it's it's a petty kind of frustration and I am an easily irritable girl you know and I'm just a girl 
but it's so bothersome because I'm like some because it just seems like like I said they've added more steps like you already had the the way the, the I guess the um I don't know what you call that. The, the, they want to, we've already had the part where they want to make sure you don't delete something that you wanted to keep. But it's like, now we, there's like two extra steps and I'm just like, I can't, you know, do you want to delete an app? It's like, yes, delete it. I don't, what are we doing here? All right. Now, if you don't do anything else this week, this month, in your life, I need you to watch Summer of Soul. It is a documentary on Hulu, and it is an independent documentary film about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Fest. This fest was supposed to be something that happened more than once, but it didn't. But I'm glad. Well, I have a few notes on it. So the film basically examines the 1969 Harlem Cultural Fest, which took place on six Sundays between June 29th and August 24th at Mount Morris Park, which is now called Marcus Garvey Park in Harlem, using professional footage of the festival that was filmed as it happened, stock news footage, and modern interviews with attendees, musicians, and other commentators, okay? That's the entirety of the documentary. Now, so at the request of the festival organizer and host, Tony Lawrence, television producer Hal Tolchin recorded 40 hours, 40 hours of footage of this Harlem Cultural Musical Fest on videotape. And excerpts were basically edited into two one-hour TV specials that were broadcasted in 1969 on CBS in July and one on ABC in September. The tapes were then placed in a basement where they sat for 50 years, people. Yeah, let's take a moment of silence for that. So, Tulchin attempted to internet broadcast, to interest, excuse me, internet broadcast, interest broadcasters, my goodness, in the recordings for several years, but had little success. Though some of the footage of Nina Simone was eventually used in the documentaries about her in 2004. Joe Lauro, a film archivist at the Historic Films Archive, discovered the existence, now it's 2004 now, discovered the existence of the footage and contacted Hal, hoping to work on a film about the festival. He digitized and cataloged the footage and in 2006 entered into a deal with Robert Gordon and Morgan Neville to make the film. But the project never saw the light of day. As Tulchin discontinued his agreement with Lauro. (laughs) 
like just here's hold on okay so the film premiered on january 28th 2021 and it was at the sundance film festival where it won a grand jury prize and audience award in the u.s and then i think it went on to win that year um documentary i don't even know what you call that award it basically won an academy award for best documentary you know how i feel about awards y'all anyway but i'm glad it received it because it deserved it okay summer of soul is on hulu it's a documentary about this festival i mean they got pretty much so i'm trying to think it was like nina simone i think even stevie wonder was in that thing like it was just all kinds of black beautiful artist of every genre up there singing their life out during the summer in New York and it was just beautiful and it was like to see that much that sea of happy black children teenagers people grandmothers mothers out there fathers you know doing their thing enjoying their lives and it's like what was y'all what did y'all have going on 40 plus hours of film stashed in a basement for 50 years. Thank thank goodness, at least, at the very least, Lauro, because I don't know these people. And these, it seems like these names are Anglo. I'm going to be honest with you. European. So they don't really care, you know. But thank you, Lord, Joe Lauro, for at least digitizing and cataloging, because a lot of people don't understand when you have this footage, this old footage, it becomes destroyed because of the, the type of materials and chemicals that were used to make it and store it and everything. And so to get it, it be in pretty obviously decent condition because it, it was very well. And I don't know if you call that, but it was it was very well edited and put together the documentary from what from the footage to to have to digitize that and catalog that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I don't know what Tolchin had going on. It seemed like he had a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? But the director, Amir Thompson, has expressed surprise that the footage sat for so long, of course, and that he had never even heard of the festival. Me neither, baby, before the producers approached him about making the film. He said himself, discussing its obscurity, what would have happened if this was allowed a seat at the table? How much of a difference would that have made in my life? That was the moment that extinguished any doubt I had that I could do this. Sometimes you, you're irritated by the journey, but you're happy that you got there. You know what I'm saying? To the destination. And this is one of those moments. But I promise you, forget all the baggage of the history. Watch Summer of Soul. Good music. Happy Faces, History. This is a one-time thing, y'all. This was supposed to be something else. It, it just... And and what I love when I watch a documentary is to be on Google, typing away, looking up, you know, the information of these people. Some people I didn't know, you know. And it was just so good. And I thought I had talked about it before, but I don't really care if I have. I just want people to know more about it 
and I just want y'all to see it because it's good. And it's like, I just didn't hear enough. I know it won a lot of awards and all that mess, but the thing about awards is what does that mean about the people having laid their eyes on it? And it's on Hulu, so it's not like it's extra inaccessible. You know what I'm saying? You can get Hulu, even if you're doing a trial or something. Get it and watch it, Summer of Soul, okay? For you, for history. This is American history at this point. And this, the music, I was like, what? All these people up there singing like that? And baby, this live. This is in the this is in the heat. This is in the summer. This is live voices. They didn't have the the type of technology you had. This is just raw talent, just raw energy up in this mug, raw sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even get that. Everything is is filtered and and done in a specific way. So to get this. In its true form, I mean, woo. Anyway, I'm just ranting, raving about it, really. But I just need y'all to do me the huge favor and watch the damn documentary. Okay, thank you. Word of the day is egress. E G R E S S. It can be a noun or a verb, and as a noun, it means a place or means of going out, exit, the action or right of going or coming out. As a verb, it means to go or come out. Egress. Example sentence. The auditorium is designed to provide easy egress in an emergency. The quote of the day is by my girl, Zora Neale Hurston. Sometimes I feel discriminated against, but it does not make me angry. It merely astonishes me. How can any deny themselves the pleasure of my company? It's beyond me. <laughs> and you know what? I too feel the same. Y'all, it's been fun. I tried to not pack as much black history as actually as I wanted to, but I was going to do a whole thing. You know, I may do that for the last episode. Of fab and um but anyway i'm glad that y'all are out here having a good time i hope y'all had a great valentine's day saint valentine's day and it's leap year so you know what that means i don't know yet we'll talk about it well be safe out in them streets eat your vegetables take your vitamins and drink some water I'll hear you later.